What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender with me tonight. That's right, it's Fantasy Alarms Managing Editor John M. Pemba. We like to take you through all of the uh, all of the games. We pick each one of them. Uh, John's got his thoughts. I've got my thoughts, and uh, and we throw it down to you. Now, in yesterday's episode, Adam Ronis and I went through all of our leans on the early lines. Uh, can't really say a whole lot moved uh, during this uh, during this whole thing. So, uh, so kind of our you know my leans yesterday going to probably run very similarly here today. So we'll see. How they match up against John? John, who is uh, well, you're like three and forty-two since we started doing this, and I'm uh, I'm seventy-one and five. Is that right? I don't know if it's been that bad. Uh, if we were looking at the uh, wager alarm uh, best bets, I, I think I was going around fifty-eight percent the last I checked. So not great, not fantastic, but you know we've had a couple winners there. Dude, I like fifty-eight percent, man. Fifty-eight. You know what fifty-eight percent means? You're making money. It means you're making money. That's right. 100%. It means you're making money. So uh, definitely not against uh, 58% uh, at all. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get down and dirty here, John, and uh, and let's, let's bang out these games and see what we can uh, what we can do. <laughs> We're going to start it off right here uh, with my favorite DFS stack. <laughs> let's talk about the Raiders. Take it on the Jets. Uh, Raiders are an eight and a half point favorite here on the road. I, you know, listen again, I, the jets are terrible. If you're, if Frank Gore is running the ball 15 times a game, you're going to lose. That's just it. The question is, is does Derek Carr and company respond and, you know, fight back and come back with a, a big, big, big bounce back game from getting shellacked by the Falcons. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to say that Derek Carr finds his receivers downfield, especially, listen, if Josh Jacobs isn't 100%, they're going to have to, you know, and listen, the Jets do a, a, an okay job against the run. It's not great, but it's okay. It's better than they are against the pass. So I think this is the get-right game for Derek Carr. I'm taking the Raiders and laying the points. You know, I, I think the Raiders certainly win this game because uh, the Jets certainly don't want to win. Uh, Adam Gates doesn't even know who's calling the plays half the time. Sometimes it could be him. Sometimes it could be the offensive coordinator who really knows. Uh, but I do think they managed to cover eight and a half points home dog. And I don't think the Raiders are honestly that good. So while I think the Raiders win this game, I'm going to go ahead and take the home points uh, at eight and a half. That's just, that's filthy, dude. It's, that's it's filthy. I, and I feel fun. like you're just doing it to troll me. I'm not. I, I truly think. That the Jets will lose this game by less than eight and a half points. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see about that, sir. Indeed. Next game, Browns, Titans. You know, this it's kind of funny. We've had these conversations. I've had conversations with Craig Mish and with Adam Ronis about uh, the Browns versus the Titans. And, I mean, listen, it's Derrick Henry versus Nick Chubb. This game has the highest, you know, it's the 53 and a half uh over under which i mean if you're looking at two run first offenses there why are you you know why are we saying that this you know score is going to be so high and then that means that okay so it all opens up for play action for the quarterbacks because everybody's got the great ground game going so then it's Tannehill versus baker mayfield and if you're putting those two next to each other 
you know, obviously you want to side with Tannehill. So that's begging everybody to take Tennessee, which makes me want to take the Browns and the points. Yeah, You know who the quarterback was on the Millie Maker winner last week? Out? It was Baker Mayfield. Ooh, uh, doggy doggy. You know, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, listen, we're talking about two bad defenses here. Uh, you know, the Browns are going to be without Denzel Ward again, likely in this one. Um, they did get Miles Garrett back, which definitely helps that defensive line. Um, it's tough. It really is. I, I think hmm, I think I'm going to go with the Titans, though, because I just I, I feel like you said Tannehill is I, I trust him more than I trust Baker Mayfield. That's for yeah. damn sure. So yeah. uh, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and lean Tannehill. I'll, A.J. Brown without a Denzel Ward coverage, even though he mispracticed today, he should be fine. He's been missing practices all season long due to maintenance. Uh, I think they're going to be perfectly fine this weekend. The Browns are going to have no pr- chance but or no choice but to sell out to stop Derrick Henry. So give, give me the Titans here. All right. Bengals taking on the Dolphins. <laughs> the Dolphins are an 11 and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, I just in all honesty, man, I mean, like I won't I won't bet this game in real life. I won't touch it in the super contest. I can't I can't lay 11 and a half points with Miami, but for the same token, the Bengals have just been like, I know they played competitively against the, uh, against the giants this past week, but I mean, Miami's defense is that much better. I'm probably going to have to, if I have to pick because that's what we're doing, I'll take the Bengals and the points. It's 11 and a half is just too much. I'm going to go opposite of you there on the assumption that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback. Oh no. Uh, See, that's okay. You're, You're well, Okay, if because the way I'm seeing it is that the last report I saw was that Tua, uh, yeah, he's getting know, better, right? He's, he's getting, getting better, and Ryan Flores was optimistic about Tua starting. Yeah, so if if it, if things change, uh, I think Fitzpatrick has a better shot at covering an 11 and a half point spread with that defense. He's just more of a downfield, you know, thrower. He's better. He's just, in my opinion, at this point, better than Tua is. So. Um, if Tua starts, I'll probably go Bengals. If Fitzpatrick starts, I would take the Dolphins. So that's my my caveat here on a game that neither of us are actually going to bet. Yeah, uh, and I'll and I'll piggyback that caveat for sure. One hundred percent. Vikings Jaguars Vikings uh, laying ten and a half. Uh, this has actually gone up. It was uh, Vikings by ten uh, the other day, so we're getting a little bit of an increase here. I mean, you've got the Jaguars with with. James Robinson, and that's great against a, a, a suspect Minnesota run defense. You got Dalvin Cook on the other side against a terrible Jags, you know, team. I mean, to me, I mean, I'm going to have to side with Minnesota and I'm going to lay the points only because I think that, you know, I mean, the play action opens up for Kirk Cousins to find Justin Jefferson downfield, Adam Thielen downfield, right? For mm-hmm. the Jaguars, it's Mike Glennon and it's. You know, a banged up DJ Chark and and a whole bunch of, you know, who knows what you're going to get out of them. So I'm going to I'm going to take the Vikings here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings here, too. And I saw a tweet and I actually bookmarked it because uh, I had planned on referencing this a few times uh, <laughs> uh, regarding Kirk Cousins. But uh, it was that in the red zone this season, he's 25 of 36, which is a 69.4 percent completion percentage, which is second in the NFL. He has 17 touchdowns of zero interceptions and a 47.2% touchdown rate. 
in the red zone this season, Kirk Cousins uh, for the Vikings. So basically when they get in the red zone, they're scoring a touchdown 50% of the time. So uh, I'm with you there. That offense against that Jags defense, they're just not going to be able to stop them when they get within scoring range here. So give me the Vikings. All right, you got them. Uh, Saints-Falcons. These two teams did battle a few couple of weeks ago. Uh, Saints came out on top. Uh, they are a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. You know, the Falcons, to me, are, are one of those teams where it's like it's like betting kryptonite for me. I just... I just can't seem to pick the right way uh, when I take the Falcons. So um, for no other reason than that, I'll take the Saints and I'll lay the points. Yeah, if Julio doesn't play in this one, he didn't practice uh, on Thursday. I, I'm, you know, I, that, that Falcons team, I just don't buy it. So I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Oh, all right. Okay, Mr. Copycat. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> the picks, Howard. I don't, I don't make the matchups. Colts Texans. Here we go. Colts Texans. Colts are we... favored. Oh, the Colts Texans. Go ahead. Sorry. I confused the uh the Texans and Titans. My bad. Oh. Um, maybe you should go home, watch some football, and come back when you know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's huh? true. That's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> Colts Texans. Colts are laying three and a half. Um no Will Fuller, no Bradley Roby, because <laughs> they just got popped for steroids. Brian Cushing is their uh, trainer on the team. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I had mentioned that uh, the other day. Yeah. 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 That's what happens when your strength and conditioning coach gets popped twice for roids during <laughs> his, his career. career. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird, huh? <laughs> right, let's, hey, let's get this guy as our strength and conditioning coach. What, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. How was um, that? I know you like the Colts, so lay it down to me. Yeah, I do like the Colts. Minus three and a half. I mean, you basically said already, they lost their best offensive player. They're down in the secondary. Sure, they're getting David Johnson potentially back this week. Um, but the Colts defense has been strong all season long, with the exception, of course, uh, they got ran over last week by November Derrick Henry. But everybody gets run over by November Derrick Henry, so not going to hold that against them too much there. So uh, I think Colts have this one. I like uh, the offense, uh, you know, getting Jonathan Taylor back. Phillip Rivers has looked better of late. So uh, though they're on the road, uh, I think this is just going to be a matchup that India has no problem on. All right. All right. Uh, here's the here's the fun one now. Detroit, they are a three-point underdog heading to Chicago. It doesn't sound like DeAndre Swift is going to play. He shouldn't play. After that, after those comments from Adrian Peterson. Right. But meanwhile, though, also, I've got people who are coming back at me because I retweeted that also like you did. And people are like, Adrian Peterson is so selfish. Um, You know, he's saying that to get in the kid's head. He's saying that to dissuade the team from using him. He's trying to get in good with Daryl Bevel, who's the new head coach, and he doesn't want to lose his job. Like, I got people coming at me with that. So, I mean, it's... uh, it's, it's it's crazy. It's really crazy. There's a lot of anti-Adrian Peterson people out there, um, you know, saying all of that stuff. So, I mean, I said I'm not going to take a side either way because I don't know Peterson personally and I can't say anything about that. I hope Swift is uh, is healthy and he's OK. And if they do put him out there on Sunday, please let him be genuinely OK, not just throwing him into the uh, into the fire. But. You know, the interesting thing about this game actually is not just because of the DeAndre Swift injury and not knowing about Kenny Galladay likely not to play uh, Matt Stafford's thumb. We're still dealing with that talk. 
But here's here's that stat again, staring me in the face, John. I know. Sixty-five percent of the time, it works team, every time. <laughs> teams who fire their head coach, uh, you know, in the uh, in the middle of the season, either win outright or cover the spread, uh, you know, in their uh, in their next game back. So the question is, is, you know, do you sit there and err on the side of caution and say, well, I'm just going to blindly, you know, do this stat because this is how often it works and it's worked twice already this season? Um, Or do I understand the fact that the Lions just have a whole mess of problems right now? And, you know, and this is that this is could be a get right game for Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Chicago in this matchup. Um, you know, while I agree that the number is there, you know, it's it's sixty percent. It's not a hundred percent. So uh, if it's already hit twice, I, Six, I feel 65. like right. sixty-five. Sixty-five. All right. If it's already hit twice, I feel like uh, you know we're, we're we're getting in that uh, one-third part of where they lose, right? So thirty percent there. So <laughs> uh, this is the game. Okay. All right. So then you're saying that's how you're, math works, isn't you're, it? You're right? taking the Bears. You're laying the points. Isn't that how math works? Two out of every three times they win. Well, this is the third time <sighs> they lose. Math is stupid. Yep. Still never needed to learn geometry there, Teach. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't had to apply apply that to my life yet, but you know, cool. All right. Well, so you're taking the Bears. I am taking the Bears. You're yeah. taking the Bears. I'm going to just blindly take that stat and I'm going to hope that DeAndre Swift is OK. So for no good reason, I'm going to take the uh, the lines. Those are the early games. Before we get to the late games, want to drop in a big thank you to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. And if you guys are playing prop games uh, or you're into taking the prop games and, and playing those contests, well, you should be over at Monkey Knife Fight. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, John. Afternoon games. Here we go. Uh, start off Giants Seahawks. Seahawks are at home. They are laying 10 points. You know, the Giants have been so good about covering this entire season. They've been one of the best teams to cover against the spread. But that was with Daniel Jones. And this is Colt McCoy. And I don't care how bad Seattle's defense is. I just have an issue 
with trying to trust in Colt McCoy to at least cover the spread in this game. Um, I'm leaning Seahawks here. Yeah, listen, I, I, I wrote that article about Seattle's defense and why I liked it as a fantasy play towards the end of the season. Uh, last week against the Eagles, they kind of started that off the way I expected. They had it was like six sacks, uh, interception, um, you know, and the whole point was they're coming up against a schedule of teams that have the worst offensive lines in football. Uh, the Eagles uh, pass blocking efficiency, they ranked 30th. The Giants were dead last in pass blocking efficiency uh, in the NFL. I want to know what happens to Carlos Dunlap. It's supposedly his foot injury isn't serious, but he's also questionable to play this weekend. I think Dunlap has provided a big jump to that Seahawks defense. Um, you know, I, I'm still going to lean Seattle just because I, I like that matchup for them being home. Like you mentioned, Cole McCoy as well. The offense there, uh, though Giants defense has been a bit better of late. Uh, I think just Seattle's just turning the key at the right time as they head down the stretch here. All right. All right. So there you go. It's uh two for Seattle Rams Cardinals. <laughs> um, Rams are laying two and a half. They are on the road. Uh, you know, interesting with Arizona here. You know, you look at their last, what, four games? Three out of the four games they lost. The one game that they did win was that Hail Mary uh, against Buffalo. Um, Kyler Murray is banged up. He clearly is not running as much as he was. That was, you know, I mean, two games in a row now for him. The shoulder is clearly bothering him. Uh, I know Jalen Ramsey's a little banged up, but I. I still think he's going to play and he's going to be on DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't think the Rams are that much better of a team, but I'm going to side with them. I'm going to lay the two and a half. Can you tell me what version of the Rams is going to show up in this game? Because the one where Cam Akers is a winner. But he's not a winner. This is so this, <laughs> no, if, if you're winner. just looking at the box score and this is what we tell everybody not to do. You're going to think that Cam Akers all of a sudden is like emerging in this offense. Right. But he's played the fewest amount of snaps of the running back trio in each of the last three games. He still only played 27% of the snaps last week. He just had like the 60-yard run, uh, and they paid him off by allowing him to finish that, that drive off with the touchdown. Now, that's his skill set. It's one of the more confusing things all season why he hasn't been used as much as he should have been this year because he scored a rushing a, a reception touchdown the week before he had the huge run last week and then got the touchdown. You know, I would hope eventually that he could maybe take 40% of the snap share like Malcolm Brown had instead of the 25% or whatever it was that he had, but it's hard to rely on him to consistently be on the field though. Uh, it's not, you know, the, the 0% that he had earlier this year. So, you know, for me, it's more of the passing game. You know, what's Jared Goff, Jekyll and Hyde here one week, he's looking like a pro bowler. The next week, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in football. They have Cooper Cup. They have Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds. You know, it, it's hard predicting which version of that team shows up here. Um, you know, the Kyler Murray situation is obviously concerning. He went through a full practice today. Uh, you know, but if he's not running, that takes away a lot of his his kind of uh, upside there. So, <sighs> man, it's, it's a tough game for me. I'm, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to take the home team here. I'm going to go with the Cardinals plus two and a half. You can go with the Cardinals plus two and a half. I All do. Right. That's where I'm leaning. Okay. You keep leaning that way. You keep leaning that way. Uh, Eagles, Packers. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, I can't get behind anything that's associated with the Eagles offensive line. 
uh, Carson Wentz or or even Doug Peterson for that matter. Doug Peterson was I, I tweeted during that game. I was like, is Peterson on the hot seat? And no one just mentioning it, or like, does he still have you know the coin from that Super Bowl win you know five years ago or wherever it was? Like he is quite not only just questionable play calling. They put Jalen Hurts out there for a snap. They took him off the field. They brought him back out from that. It's like commit to somebody or call better plays that allow Wentz more time or run the football more to give some pressure off the offensive line. Like something has to change here. This is a matchup where they should be able to run the football. You can run on Green Bay. David Montgomery just had a hundred yard game against Green Bay. David Montgomery on 10 carries. David Montgomery had a hundred yard game. You're telling me that Miles Sanders can't have a hundred yards against Green Bay. You're out of your mind. He should get the ball 20 times in this game. He won't because the the Packers are going to just score two touchdowns right away and make them play from behind. Uh, I'm taking Green Bay on this one. I just don't think Philadelphia has any chance. All right. Uh, Patriots, Chargers. Well, this line is going back and forth now. This is the the, the third time I think it's moved uh, in the Westgate Super Contest. They just have it as a pick em. Right now, the Patriots are favored by a point. I don't um, what's that? I don't get it. Earlier in the, earlier in the day, the Chargers were uh, were were favored by a point, so it's it's going back and forth here, uh, depending on where the money goes. You know, listen, I, I to be perfectly honest, if the Patriots are getting points, then I'm in on taking them. But if they're if they're giving the point, then I don't know. Like I just, you know, taking the Chargers is like an exercise in futility. Yeah, you you hate the Chargers. You Mish both Craig Mish both hate Chargers as home favorites uh, yeah. because they they. they consistently lose i i've just this is i mean i've been blessed by being able to watch tom brady for 20 years i understand that it is painful to watch cam newton play football <laughs> like he, he's not good anymore he just he can't throw like he used to i don't think he has no feel for what defenses are doing half the time you know that they shouldn't have even won the game last week he got lucky with a, you know, a personal foul call at the end of that game, because he got hit out of bounds, idiot play by the the, the uh, Cardinals player there. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Chargers here. There's just too much offensive firepower there. I don't believe in the Patriots defense. All right, all right. Uh, Sunday night action: uh, Chiefs hosting the Broncos. <laughs> the Chiefs are a 13 and a half point favorite. Not enough. It's really not enough, right? I'll just I'll I'll take the Chiefs. I'll lay the points. I mean, Denver is just so bad. If this game were in Denver, it would be one thing, but it's it's in Arrowhead. How's it under two touchdowns? Did they um, not just see what happened last week? Tyreek Hill had almost 300 yards receiving. What are yeah. we doing here? That was crazy. That was crazy. But you know, the, the Broncos will key in on that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just like, how is this under two touchdowns? Is it going to snow? We don't know. Like, is that the problem? That could the, be it. That I haven't checked the Denver, I haven't checked the Denver weather. No, you got to check. It's the Kansas City weather. Oh, the Kansas City weather. Even right, Kansas City weather. It snows there too. Well, John's checking that out. I will uh, switch over to. I'd say Monday night, but it's more like Monday afternoon, right? Uh, the five p.m. game is the Washington Football Team against the Steelers. Wow, this one's now up to eight and a half. Uh, Steelers are favored by eight and a half. Uh, you know, listen, I, I know that you, you can't get behind that Washington football team offense too much. I mean, Antonio Gibson's great, but Pittsburgh's really good against the run. 
You know, uh, Steelers looked horrible on Wednesday. Horrible. So, I mean, is this their get-right game? Do you lay the points? I mean, the one thing I'll say with the Steelers on Wednesday was, one, they had to play a Wednesday matinee game, which, I mean, come on, when is when is that ever a thing uh, in the NFL? But the Ravens, you know, COVID problems were on the offensive side of the football. That defense was still pretty much all there. So, uh, you know, not really too shocking that, you know, they played them tough. So I, I do think this is a bounce back spot for for Pittsburgh here. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't trust Washington's gonna be able to keep up with them. Uh, plus, we like Pittsburgh at home. You know, that defense gets yeah, up to people. Um, so I'm gonna go the eight and a half. Uh, for the record here, just to clarify, uh, yeah, no 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 weather uh, issues there uh, in Kansas City on Sunday. It's gonna be 50 degrees during the day, clear sky. So you know, you're probably looking at like a low 40s game time temp there on Sunday night. Take the Chiefs, lay the points. No wind either. Four, five miles <laughs> an hour. So like, yeah, I don't get it. Bet them now. Bet them now. Um, all right. Uh, the other Monday night game, Buffalo against San Francisco. That game is in Arizona. Niners are, oh, uh, Niners are only favored by, uh, they're, uh, they're a one-point underdog now. Um, the Westgate has it at two and a half. So I'm psyched that that locked up that way. Because I'm going to take the Niners here. I think that I, I listen. I don't like Nick Mullins, but you got back Raheem Mostert. You got back Debo Samuel. You're getting back Brandon Ayuk. The defense is starting to get a little healthier. It's starting to tighten up a little bit more. Um, the the backup players have been improving uh, steadily here. Josh Allen travels across country. Um, you know, he's put up bad games. He's put up good games. He's put up great games. So, you know, it's like, which one are you going to get, uh, you know, in this one? So, I, you know, I just, I, I just, I like the Niners and I like getting the points here. Yeah. I like the Niners too. You know, it's funny when people are like, Oh, you know, Nick Mullins, a backup quarterback. Nick Mullins is just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo's been. So like, I if don't not see, better. If not better, I don't <laughs> see a drop off really uh, with the backup quarterback. So I'm with you there. They're getting, all of their offensive players pretty much back. Obviously, still missing Kittle, but you know, Ayuk and Samuel back are huge, and most are they can run behind that offensive line. So I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers plus the point here. All right, we're going to close things down here. Dallas Cowboys at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens only by seven and a half. Lamar Jackson could be eligible to return to play, um, which helps. Obviously, Dallas is just terrible. They're terrible, and I just don't see Dallas uh, hanging with the Ravens. Uh, I see the Ravens' defense, like you just said, the Ravens' defense was good to go. Gave the uh, the Steelers a bunch of trouble. Um, I mean, Zeke looks terrible. Uh, you know, what was it Andy Dalton under yeah. No, uh, give me the Ravens for this final one. Even even if Lamar's not back, the Ravens will at least have Dobbins back for this one. You know, Dobbins was eligible to play. Uh, Wednesday, this, they decided not to activate him for that game. So, I mean, the running game is going to be there for them. You know, it, I, I'm with you there. Give, give me the Ravens minus the seven and a half. Dallas is uh, no good, uh, but I'm excited for the Des Bryant revenge game. Ah, yes, the Des Bryant revenge game. Love that narrative. All right, that's going to do it for us here tonight at Anti Up. Big thanks to all you guys for uh, for tuning in and listening. Big thanks to the Sawdust Podcast Network and Fantasy Alarm for allowing this to all happen. Best of luck to you in all your games in NFL Week 13. For John and Pemba, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Anti Up, and we'll catch you next time.